These are the funniest people I know. These are the funniest people I know. Said improv riffing, callers some sketches, characters and interviews, and then some more sketches. Now these are the funniest people you know. Now these are the funniest people you know. Now these are the funniest. These are the funniest. These are the funniest. These are the funniest people I know. Hello, world. Welcome to the funniest people I know. I'm George Kaloris, and with me today are my funny co-hosts, Alexandria Sweat. Hello, hello. And Abigail Williams. Okay, funny. It used to feel like a compliment, but now you've been slathering on extra words in front of that, like very funny or fabulously funny. So then when you just say funny, it's like, what did we do wrong, Dad? Why are you doing this? (laughs) Challenge extended. Make me laugh. Hello, I already have. He was laughing through all of that. And so I guess I'll take that. I am one of George's funny friends. And hello, good to be here. Good to be seen. Hello, Alex. Hello, George. All right. Each week we kick off the episode with a round of what's making you laugh. What's making you guys laugh this week? Abigail? This week I am sadly laughing at Jeff Bezos's loss. Okay. Alexander, what about you? What are you laughing at? Harlem. All right, and I'm laughing at the nativity scene from hell. Whoa. I kind of want to know about that. (laughs) (laughs) What did Jeff Bezos lose? I'm intrigued. I need to know more. I'm with you. I want to know this Bezos thing. Me. He lost me. (laughs) That's what I thought it was. My faith in humanity. He lost my love and affection. I think most of you recall that earlier this year, I wrote a very serious and heartfelt letter to Jeff asking him for a measly $1 million. I say measly because in the context of his life, guy that casually goes to space, it's nothing for me. It's life-changing. I made a huge argument in my own favor. I did not do myself a favor by not putting any of my contact info in that email. But, you know, privacy concerns. I needed to know it was the real Jeff before I start throwing out my Addy. You know oh, what I'm no, saying? man, you should have included your Venmo. I made a big mistake. <laughs> but, <laughs> but his loss regardless. Lo and behold, weeks later, what do I see on the news? One of his employees wasn't paid on time. She sends him an email to, yes, the same email address I used. And did Jeff respond to her and make it more than up to her financially? Why, yes, he did. I am disgusted. I mean, granted, <laughs> a nice I don't story, isn't it? For him, I no, I'm not happy for her. I'm <laughs> distraught for myself. Yeah, they should have paid her on time. But I emailed him first. What's the deal? He only does favors for people who work for him. That's not even a favor. You're just paying for what you owe, plus the extra for her pain and suffering. What about me? I was the charity case of the year, Jeff, you idiot. (laughs) You really missed it. And so you're going to miss this. No more emails for me, Jeffy. I feel like this is the beginning of your Karen walk, Abigail. (laughs) There this is, is a- probably going to be as Karen as it gets for me. I'm infuriated. If he had a manager, I would demand to speak to him because I'm sure I would believe it was a he. This is not bringing out good things in me. Sometimes we're human. 
Your feelings are valid, Abigail. I'm it's with the you. season of giving, and Jeff didn't give me what I wanted, and that makes me a bad person because what? I'm not being grateful, blah, 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 for all the things I have. And I am. I just really wanted a million dollars. I'm the person who hopes I'll get a random 200000 in the mail for my birthday every year. It's never happened, <laughs> but I'm waiting to on anyone it. ever, but maybe you'll be the first. I'm waiting on it. Abigail, it doesn't make you a bad person. It just makes you someone who knows what you want and is not afraid to ask for it. I think that I wasn't afraid to ask for it, but my response when not getting it is what's revealing the character flaw here. I'm going to just own that. Abigail, I think work on that flaw on your own time, but his loss, he had the chance to sponsor Abigail Williams. He f***ed up. Move on. He ain't even the richest man in the world anymore. Go after Elon Musk next. Exactly. Elon is probably a way better guy. He is the person of the year. You're right. You're so right. It was the shutting of a door to open a greater one. Exactly. When you zoom out on this story years from now, when you're telling it to your grandchildren, you're going to laugh. at (laughs) Oh, my God. All that time I spent worrying about Bezos. He went bankrupt the next year, kids. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I really hope that that's right, guys. I'm manifesting that. I'm believing. (laughs) I'm going to be honest. If that happens, he's coming after you. I'm not manifesting Bezos going bankrupt. That's his business. I'm manifesting me making millions of dollars. That's for clarity. What's happening? That's your New Year's resolution for next year. That's right. This is the last episode of 2021, and so I thought that for this week's game, we would do 2021 trivia. Oh, no. I'm terrible at trivia. I'm going to ask you guys questions about things that happened this year, and you guys give me the answers. Let's see who gets the most points. What about a spelling bee? What about a nice 2021 (laughs) spelling bee? Spell the words of the year. Spell variant. Spell 2021. Okay. (laughs) Okay. First question. Joe Biden was inaugurated president in January and Kamala Harris became the first female vice president in American history. Who stole their thunder and became a meme for wearing mittens to the inauguration? Me. Alex. What is Bernie Sanders? That is correct. <laughs> oh, I was racking my brain. Did JLo wear gloves? <laughs> <laughs> I apologize in advance for the crazy competitive side that's about to leap out. I apologize in advance for how I'm about to lay down on these railroad tracks. And oh, no. <laughs> it's so terrible at trivia. Let's go to the next All one. All right. Speaking of going viral, in February, a Texas attorney became famous after accidentally using a Zoom filter to turn himself into what animal? Oh, gosh. Um, Buzz. Was it a cat? That's right. It was a cat. Oh, <laughs> I can't believe it. Wild guess. Had to be a cat. He goes, we can move on. I'm not really a cat. Oh, that's right. (laughs) That's my favorite thing. It's like, but that's exactly what a cat would say. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) We know you're a cat because you said you're not a cat. (laughs) On June 4th, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle announced the birth of their daughter. What is the baby's name? I have no idea. Elizabeth, Mary, Catherine. (laughs) (laughs) Those are good guesses. Alexander, you have a guess? Uh, no. Ava? No. 
You were almost kind of close, Abigail. She's named after the queen. She's Lilibet, but they call her Lily. I know y'all know this one. Which two billionaires went to space this year? Well, great. Now I can't think of his name. It's Musk. No, it's not Musk. Oh, my gosh. I can't think of it. Alex, you've got it. You're the winner. What is it? Well, definitely Bezos. This is going to make me so angry. Was one of them. Not Elon. The dude that owns Virgin Mobile. That's right. It's Richard Branson. She didn't say his name, George. You ruined it, and now no I one gets a point. Next he just question. Said it. <laughs> I think that counts. Of course you do. You're always in Alex's corner. Let's <laughs> keep going. Um, I think he yeah. owns. I'm like, I almost emailed this guy, but you can't tell me his name. I know. I didn't know who you almost emailed. You didn't finish the sentence. You're out of your mind. I mentioned it on a previous episode. We have evidence. <laughs> well, I'm going to move on. Which mostly forgotten retail establishment saw their stock surge 400% thanks to Reddit? Movie shoot. It was oh my gosh. Uh, it wasn't, was it AMC? It was the AMC theater. Yeah. Oh, okay. And there was also was GameStop. GameStop is what that I was, was thinking. That was the other one. There's one that's also called Movie Stop. But that's I would have taken either of them. Well, you oh. said yeah, sure. Yeah, right. Oh, gosh. <laughs> we got that together, Abigail. You helped me help you. That's right. I helped no one but you. <laughs> Okay, what movie won Best Picture at the Oscars? I literally don't know because I didn't watch the Oscars. I think that's really a statement to the movie. It is Nomadland. (laughs) I haven't even heard of it. What is America right now? Okay, next. Who headlined the Super Bowl halftime show? Oh, Oh, The Weeknd. Oh, it was The weekend. You were right. I was going to say somebody completely different. Yeah, it was The weekend. Which of these celebrities did not die in 2021? Larry King, Hank Aaron, Dick Van Dyke, DMX, or Cloris Leachman? Which one of them is still with us? I don't know. Dick Van Dyke. You're right. That I was like, surely I would have known if my sweet Dick Van Dyke had <laughs> passed away, but maybe I missed it. The last question, closest without going over. The Braves won the World Series against the Houston Astros. They won four out of the six games. How many total runs did they score during the World Series? We don't even get a multiple choice. Just pick a number. One to a billion. I don't know. Fifty. Twenty-six. It is 25. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. That was what you call the skin of your teeth. <laughs> and that is the 2021 quiz. Well, I think we did pretty well, Alex. I'm pretty impressed with us. I knew a little bit more than I thought I would. Same. You know your modern history. <laughs> <laughs> We are going to move into a moment where we discuss a very critically important topic, and that is character heroes that we believe should be zeros. For example, if you think Hercules is a great guy, George disagrees, and he could tell you why he's not a hero. He's a zero. 
But this time we want to play it with, you guessed it, a holiday theme because why not? We're in December, last episode of the year. So Love each of us brought a hero we think should be zero. That's a Christmas hero. And I'm really interested to know who you guys are going for right now. I'll jump in. I'm going to go with someone that's very innocent, someone I don't think we would suspect. I'm throwing out Cindy Lou Who. <laughs> oh, my God. I did not see that coming. <laughs> oh, this is the why. Lion King all over <laughs> I'm going to tell y'all why. I'm I've here been, for it. I've been thinking about it. My Facebook algorithm is really woke. I feel like, and it's like a bunch of memes and a bunch of conscious sayings. But every now and then it's something really stupid that's meant to be extra woke. And Jim Carrey quoting something about the Grinch and saying, why is it that we want the Grinch to be all friendly in a world of people that don't like him? It made me really reconsider this film and the origin stories that was given to the Grinch and how Cindy Lou Who was used as this catalyst to try to really break the Grinch. No, you don't even know. You're a child. I don't even like saying this, but I'm going to have to go old school and say stay in a child's place. (laughs) Oh my. Wow. First of all, this is not the real origin story. This is the Ron Howard version of it. It is. That's what we've accepted. It's lore. That's that what is, we've accepted. That is Bible. Okay. Yeah, it's canon. Oh my gosh. Or there's another take that the Grinch's mother died when he was younger and the pain that he feels it has nothing to do with he's just evil or has a heart that's he has trauma. He has pain and he's trying to heal. And you have people like Cindy Lou Who and her Whoville shenanigans coming through, trying to bring the Grinch to a space where he's not at. Sometimes you have to let Grinches or people be where they're at. Yeah, but hold on, Alex. He had been where he was at in the Ron Howard version for years and years and years. And she's like, I feel sorry for him. I mean, yeah. There is, in my view, some white saviorism going on here. She's like, (laughs) let me save this Grinch because I'm sad about my life. What we cannot say is that Cindy Lou, who wanted to break him, she, I believe, as a child, was doing something perhaps for a wrong reason, but she really, I think, cared about this Grinch. If she was a child of today, she would have recognized that the people of Whoville were just weaponizing her against the Grinch. (laughs) (laughs) They didn't even want her to talk to the Grinch. What are you saying? I'm just saying she should have stayed in a child's place. Cindy Lou Who. And then the Grinch would have still been a hater trying to steal all this Christmas crap. No heart growth. I feel as though the Grinch was forced into a space that he wasn't necessarily ready for, but that's just what I saw. (laughs) As an aside, the heart growth has always concerned me because the Grinch is old and (laughs) his heart might be small, but his heart has done the job of keeping him alive all these years. And I truly fear that it might not be safe for one's heart to triple in size from one moment to the next. I have always worried that the Grinch ended up in urgent care later that evening. Well, he didn't. He was the one who carved the rare roast beast. Don't you guys know? It cannot be good for your heart to triple in size. Oh, my (laughs) gosh. Mine is Santa Claus. Okay. Oh. 
throwing shade and then coming in hot. But let me tell you specifically which world Santa Claus. Because just like your Grinch and Cindy Lou who lived in a specific iteration, as does my Santa. I'm talking about Santa Claus in Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, the old puppet (laughs) version. This man is awful. He hates Rudolph's red nose so much that when he goes to visit this newborn Rudolph baby, he's like, oh, he's so beautiful. Look at how hideous his nose is. If you expect him to fly on my team, you better figure that out, Donner. And so he sings a whole little jingle song about how special he is and how special his reindeer are. And then he's like, figure it out or don't show up. Then right. The whole time, he's just complaining. All these people around him are trying to help. These elves are singing him this delightful song, and he's like, oh, I hate that song. He's like a Grinch in this movie. That Santa is very much a tool. There was some jock energy or something. Mm -hmm. Big time. Because by the end of the movie, he's like, Rudolph, you magnificent thing. Now that you can do something for me, I accept you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Good call disgust that's what i feel when i see this santa also santa's workshop in that movie i don't like the ethics of it bullying seems to be (laughs) rampant the culture is for sure toxic you know the fish rots from the head right yes that's right george (laughs) that's why the head elf is such a grumpy jerk because he's trying so hard to please santa claus with this song and santa claus is like well it needs more work he is the dad who is perpetually disappointed in everyone around him and now everybody wants to please him and these guys are the worst you guys know that i am no fan of frosty the snowman and i always tell people the frosty snowman can kiss my ass. <laughs> I've never but, heard you say this. But I have a much clearer villain that we all see as a hero of the holiday and is not, and we know it. And I am speaking of the Queen of Christmas, Mariah Carey. <gasps> Come some point after Halloween, you'll hear All I Want for Christmas is You for the First Time. In passing, yeah. maybe in a store or in a commercial. It's a great song. And Mariah did something that no one's done since Nat King Cole, create a Christmas song that becomes a classic in our tradition. With that said, by December 1st, I'm f- sick of it. <laughs> it is completely taken over. It is the kudzu of Christmas songs. Wow. She even tried to put out a new Christmas song this year, and it's not going to take because she has dominated the music. And I would like to throw a plug to a lovely song that I've heard recently that I know is old, but should be considered up there with it and an alternate to this Mariah Carey song. And I would like to nominate Kelly Clarkson's Underneath the Tree. You and everybody else. Everybody loves this song. It's just like the new hit. It doesn't do it for me. Let's alternate. Let's just play something different every once in a while. I bet there's other things out there. Let's change it up a bit, Mariah. You can't just own Gwen Stefani had a great Christmas album, but nobody's celebrating her version of Jingle Bells. Megan Trainer just did an Earth, Wind, and Fire type song about holidays. It's great. But let me tell you this. Mariah Carey's song isn't not going to stick because she had her wonder. It ain't going to stick because she lost her wonder. <laughs> she became 
an absolutely unbearable diva. Nobody wants to work with her. When she's on television, she throws people under the bus if it makes her look bad, even when it's clearly her fault. I respected her vocals so much, and she has become crazy. But that's what makes her legendary, Abigail. Being a jerk. <laughs> First of all, the talent was so crazy. When Mariah hit the scene, when no these doubt. songs were becoming hits, she was also writing music. And that's right. She deserves to be crazy. And I love when she shades people. Nobody shades anyone like Mariah shades. When she said infamously in that interview, when someone asked her about J-Lo, she's like, oh, I don't know her. Like, that is <laughs> Okay, that's funny. But her other stuff is mean. No, she's a lot. And then all I want for Christmas is you is literally everywhere. I know we probably should be like, oh, no. But I'm like, yes, Mariah, you are the evil Christmas queen. I love it. Yeah, evil (laughs) Christmas queen, which is why she's a zero that George said. And I agree with you. (laughs) Okay, that's too harsh. I cannot actually call her a zero. She is not a zero. She's just not a hero. She ain't no hero. <laughs> I respect very few vocalists like I do Mariah Carey when she was in her heyday. Mm-hmm. She's truly untouchable up there with Whitney and Celine Dion. There's just things that she does that you cannot practice yourself into. And I hate to say that, but that's a fact, Jack. Last year, we did the tradition we do every year on the show. We assigned each other New Year's resolutions. We each gave a person an option, and then they picked what they wanted to do. I thought that at the end of the year, we should check in and see how well we did at meeting our New Year's resolutions. How do you guys think you did? I forgot that we gave each other resolutions. (laughs) (laughs) I love that we did that. I feel like I did none of it. <laughs> I think that the fact that I forgot that tells you how great I'm doing. <laughs> George, what was your resolution that you were doing? Yeah. Okay, let's play the clip. If my choices are have a child, become Nicole Kidman, <laughs> or reduce the amount of sweetener in my coffee. I don't drink coffee, but I could start ordering my iced tea half and half. And so I will take that. I will drink half and half iced tea with less right. sweetener in my okay. beverage. All right. That's fair. <laughs> my resolution was to drink half and half tea. I just can't believe you didn't choose the baby one. <laughs> I think I gave that resolution to everyone. You certainly did do that. Alexander is like, become Nicole Kidman. It's like, okay, how am I going to do that? So I went with a half and half tea, and I'm happy to report that for the first time in my life, I did my New Year's resolution. Even today, I had a half and half tea, and I think about it every time I order half and half tea. I'm like, this is my New Year's resolution, and I succeeded. I am really proud of myself. It was very small. And very easy to do. And I think maybe people should think of that when they do resolutions. Maybe not like, I'm going to lose 50 pounds this year, but like, I'm going to try to eat a banana every once in a while. I've read some studies that say that a 3% change is more successful long-term and more beneficial for your health than a 50 to 90% change in your life that will most likely not last. There's a lot of science and wisdom that backs you up there. I am 3% better because I drank half and half tea. 
All right, Abigail, you ready for yours? Yes. We go. go with Alex's one, because, George, I was already planning on coming out to your bar. The Kevin Bacon was phenom. I'm going to go with the self-care for my work. I think that's pretty strong. I like it. Self-care for my work. I would say I have unintentionally kept my resolution in some ways. I hate to say it wasn't intentional. I don't know that I overemphasize care for my vocal cords as much as it was getting the rest I've needed as much as I can with the two-and-a-half-year-old. Mm. I think I did my best given the circumstances. Nice. Oh, I love to hear that, especially as the sage mage. That was what I was really trying to suggest. Love on yourself, Abigail, like you deserve. <laughs> Thank you, Alex. Thank you. Yeah, do you think that you gave yourself 3% more self-care than before? Yes, I can solidly say I gave myself 3%. I would not go any farther than 3. Bravo. 3% in there, and I'm very proud of it because I think it was a lasting change, and those are the ones I'm looking for these days. All right, Alexandria? I want to eat what I love, but I'm going to try to make some of the things I love more health conscious or more beneficial and nutritious. I am going to give you guys stand-up. There will be stand-up. Oh, my goodness. Of course, it was something food-related and the damn stand-up. I will say, in terms of eating what I want but making it healthier, that is definitely something I have leaned into this year. That's a huge win. Thank you. I feel like I still have leaps and bounds to go, but I did try Weight Watchers this year. That's basically all I've done is watch my weight. There hasn't been much else happening with it, but (laughs) I definitely noticed that I'm making more conscious food decisions and trying to eat more vegetables. I will definitely still eat chicken nuggets and fries. Who wouldn't? They're delicious. They are amazing. I'm only going to get a small, though, the small fry, a six-piece nugget, and I had, like, oatmeal and a smoothie for breakfast that day. 3%, Alex. I'm hearing 3%, and I'm so proud of it. This stand-up thing, though, don't give up on me on the stand-up We're not giving up on you because, Alex, you co-directed a sketch show this year, did you not? I did. Yeah, I I would say that while that's not stand-up, you certainly took a stand in some very specific comedy ways. Directing a sketch show is no small feat. And you wrote your first sketch, which came from a place where you're like, I want to do this, and you accomplished it. That's huge. Exactly. So thank you guys. That encouragement is what I need. I'm going to take that into 2022. And who knows? Like I said, don't count me out. Stay tuned. I would never count you out. Before we go, we have a little bit of news we wanted to share. The Funniest People I Know is going on hiatus for a while. But listeners, worry not. We're taking a break while we each are going to go work on some really cool projects. And we will be sharing those projects with you on this feed. And we thought in this moment we'll talk a bit about what we have going on next year. Abigail, do you want to tell us what you've got going on next year? I want to start by saying George is not pregnant. That's not his (laughs) end of the year announcement. (laughs) I have some bad news. I'm pregnant. That would be good news, right? (laughs) Children are a gift, George. I'm going to be working on a podcast with a good friend of the pod, Mackenzie Austin, called Make Em Laugh. We will be playing games and being idiotic and hopefully making some people laugh in the upcoming year. And so we hope you'll check us out, Make Em Laugh. We will be having a blast, but trying to stay out of trouble at the same time. 
I also, in the vein of a New Year's resolution, have been working on a television pilot that、oh, um, awesome. I am trying to actually get moving along this coming year. So hopefully you'll hear something from me about that pilot. But、uh, we'll, we'll check in next year and we'll find、yeah. out. <laughs> But in the meantime, fans of this show can follow Make 'Em Laugh in January when it's launched, and we'll share some episodes on this feed as well.、Yay. Alex, what do you have going on? Moving forward into the new year, definitely more auditioning and more creative projects, and creating my own things. I did help to co-direct last year and wrote a sketch. It's kind of opened me up into oh, let me try some things on my own and try to create some different projects on my own. I haven't set a date for a podcasting idea. I have. I'm still developing it, but I would say look out towards the middle of 2022. I just filmed a commercial this past week. We're going to already speak more commercials and bookings into 100. Absolutely. I'm going to go ahead and sign up for a stand-up class. Yes,、um, you sign up before January one, then you did your part. Oh, I like how you think. You, you, you got one、time. minute. Yeah,、uh, ten <laughs> seconds. So get yourself online. Yeah, the countdown's about、minutes. to start. <laughs> George, how about you? What are you going to be up、yeah. to? As you guys know, and as longtime fans of the show know, since the first season, I have been hooked on the original Funny People conspiracy that Whitney Houston was murdered. Yes, and she was, and we all know it, and any smart person out there knows it. Absolutely, I have spent the last year researching this and talking to experts, reading court documents and autopsy reports, and every interview that I can get my hands on, and have really pieced together the story of what happened that week. And we will be launching that as a podcast in mid-January, and the show is called "Who Killed Whitney." And、we're going to be exploring the death of Whitney Houston. Oh my! I want to listen to this right now. There's some crazy stuff that we uncovered, and I cannot wait to share this story with everyone. It is more wild than I even imagined. If you can believe, I have found a tangential character who turned out to be important, who is a con man that connects Whitney Houston, Michael Jackson, and Prince. Get out of here! Yeah, this story just got out of control, and I really look forward to launching it next year. Well, we really look forward to listening to it. Oh my goodness! To finally prove what we know—that's a bit of a spinoff. I'm excited about, and that will be also available in this feed and in mid-January. Look out for Who Killed Whitney. This has been another episode of Funniest People I Know. We record for the Georgia Radio Reading Service. Thank you so much to producer Jane Boynton who edits the show. Thank you, Jane. Thank you, Jane. You can email us at funniestpeopleiknow at gmail dot com or find us on Facebook and Instagram at funniestpeopleiknow. Have a hilarious New Year. Happy New Year. 